Hey, Brendan, do you know what time it is? It's time to do 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 do. You got through that with <laughs> laughing only just a tiny little bit at I the end. I can't do it. <laughs> I would think about maybe just having you say it's time to duel and then I could and then you the do the audio yeah. to make it go did it instead of, yeah, you having to do it live on the spot. That might but be I the way to do it, but uh, it's too late now. I think it's better this way. The <laughs> listeners are going to prefer it this way. I certainly live in the moment. I was really feeling good about that. <laughs> I almost went into a Sparta remix there, though. I could feel it coming, so I had to stop myself. <laughs> we certainly don't have time for that. Uh, Brendan, it's time to duel. Here's what we're doing here. It's actually this. It's round two of the duel. Okay, so here's the thing. (laughs) Some months back, I don't remember exactly when. Uh, It was before we started season five. Yeah, so a while ago. A while ago, yeah. Before we started season five, Brendan and I had recorded a special little treat for all the listeners out there. We recorded a... Tournament, the Great Samurai Jack Villain Tournament, in a sort of March Madness-style bracket, pitting uh, classic Samurai Jack villains up against each other and 1v1 battles all the way to the end, determining the number one greatest villain in Samurai Jack history. Mm -hmm. And Brendan, we did it. We went through all of our matchups. We did. What, what What a battle it was. It certainly was a battle. A lot of... Blood was shed. Mm-hmm. Tears were also shed. But uh, I think at the time we had made the right decisions. Uh, that took us like three hours to record. It did take a while. Yeah. And we had uh, some of the best jokes we've ever made. We were in rare form that day. I My sides are only just finally recovered from the splitting that occurred. <laughs> um, yeah, it took us a long time. And then... Shortly after we recorded that, uh, I fucked up. I don't know what happened, but my audio got corrupted in such a way that it was entirely impossible for us to save that three-hour recording we had made. Yep. Which is not the first time that's happened. I've done it, too. We're going to be honest with people out there. (laughs) You know, we're not infallible beings as much as it seems like we are perfect (laughs) gods among men. Uh, we make mistakes sometimes, and I'm owning up to this one. I fucked up. Mm, yeah, but so, that's okay. That's okay. We're here to correct our mistakes. Correcting many mistakes, actually. Uh, the biggest one is that uh, tournament. We had 32 different villains from the history of Samurai Jack facing off against each other. Uh, again, we recorded that before season five, so there were no season five villains mm-hmm. included. Corrections we're making this time now that we've watched all five seasons of Samurai Jack. We've got some of those season five people fighting in this tournament. Necessary. Oh, I yeah. I'd say. Uh, but we've also culled the list. What was once 32 opponents has been tidied up to a neat 16 opponents. I think that's for the best. I think it's definitely for the best. It's going to save on time. Hopefully this won't go three hours. We'll find out. <laughs> But yes, 16 opponents. What I like about our list, Brendan, and we will uh, talk about our combatants once we actually get to the tournament here. Uh, what I like about our list is that we kind of unintentionally uh, chose three villains specific to each season, each all five seasons of Samurai Jack. 
oh, which cool. I think is nice. It's a good, yeah, representation of like different characters throughout the history of the show, which I think is nice. Plus one group of villains that I think kind of permeates the entire series. And I'll mention that one when we get mm-hmm. there. Um, but it's good. I think we've got a healthy spread. Cool. Very cool. So we're hoping that people think that all of the appropriate Samurai Jack villains are represented in this tournament. There's some that did not make the list mm-hmm. um, for one reason or another. I mean, I think the obvious one is Aku is not a member of this tournament. Right. Yep. I don't think we had him on the, the first list either. No, we didn't. You can't have like the big bad who is also responsible for creating most of the villains that are in <laughs> yeah. this thing. Didn't really seem right. So Aku, not a participant. The Scotsman, also not a participant because mm-hmm. he's more of like a friend. He ended up being more of a friend than a villain to Jack mm-hmm. pretty quickly, even in his introductory episode. Yeah, so, they, were, they only fought for a little bit. No, Yeah, so they, I would not consider the Scotsman a villain. So he's out. Uh, there's other random ones here or there, like does Samurai was, you know, ostensibly a villain to Samurai Jack, but we know that he was really just a complete phony and would not stand a chance against any other person that yeah. I think is on this list. Yeah, he's DOA on the list. He He's not making it past anyone. He would be kind of be a waste of a slot, so he's not here. And uh, Mad Jack, I think, is also worth bringing up because then it's basically like we're inserting Samurai Jack mm-hmm. into this tournament, and that's just not fair. Yeah, agreed. There are some other ones here, there, but I again... We got a good list of 16 that I think really sums up the big the big baddies yeah. in Samurai Jack. And if anyone listening feels very strongly about someone that didn't make the list and you want to try to make a case for them, you can uh, email us at gotarecap at gmail.com or definitely, on social media, wherever you want to complain about it. <laughs> definitely, yes. Let us know if anyone or even, you know, out of these 16, who do you think? really should take the top spot. We yeah. would love to hear yeah, where people's opinions on these land differently than ours. But Brendan, uh, with all that said, I think it is truly time to did it did it duel. Yeah. Uh, real quick before we start, how did we seed this? Is random seeds? We have 16 seeds. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are randomly decided and just for you know the interest of of the the spirit of competition I'm clicking the shuffle button once. I'm clicking the shuffle button twice. And Brendan, this is going to blow your mind. I'm clicking the shuffle button one more time. Has science gone too far? Uh, Yeah, there's no going back from this. (laughs) You can't unshuffle this bad boy. All right. But with that, our bracket is set and it's time to begin the tournament. Yeah, we're just going to take these, you know, one by one round by round till we uh, get to the champion. And this is, you know, this is a pretty objective observation, yeah. I think, of of how these villains would stack up against each other. Brendan and I have no biases going into this. Mm-mm. I don't care who wins. I could speak for myself. I mean, Brendan, I, I, don't, know, I don't know if you have any favorites or, you know, like a dark horse candidate. Uh, this thing. I'm full of biases, but none of them involve this list. <laughs> Hmm, I'm not sure I want to explore that topic <laughs> any further. Um, okay, starting the tournament now, Brendan, the first matchup in the Ultimate Samurai Jack tournament, villain tournament. I don't know what I want to call this episode. 
We're going to have to land on that. Uh, yeah, we'll figure it out by the end. Something with tournament and villain and samurai the Jack. tournament of fools. Okay, here we go. The first matchup is an interesting one. They, you know what? I think since we cut these down to 16, it's all going to be interesting ones. But round one, the very first matchup, we have the ninja from season four's episode, Jack versus the ninja. That's going up against that's the black and white one, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, of course. The Shinobi. Yeah. Maybe Shinobi is an easier way for us to remember him. But that ninja is going up against a trifecta powerhouse coming out of season three. The minions of set from Jack and the Scarab. Okay. So Brendan, that's, that's our first matchup. What are you thinking right off the bat? <clears throat> right off the bat, <laughs> the minions of set, I think would probably take this one, but we should uh, explore it. So a big problem that we had the first time we did this tournament is we kind of looked at a lot of these villains and we're like, well, there's only one very specific way to defeat these. And like, Jack, I don't trust these other people to know like how to defeat them properly. And the minions of set is definitely one of those, mm -hmm. those villains. Like they can, they were only able to be defeated when Jack summoned the sun God raw to destroy them with giant laser yeah. beams. And one of our favorite moments in Samurai Jack history <laughs> So I think there's like a conceit that has to be made. Um, is this fight taking place in that arena with that option available to the ninja? Or is this just like put him in a put him in a cage, have him duke it out? This is a good question, because I, I almost feel like we have to take this on a match by match <clears throat> basis. Yeah. Like see who's got home court advantage if, or whatever. If there is a very hyper-specific way to defeat any villain, is that available to their opponent? Right. And that's that's where this gets tough. I, hmm, I, When I think of the minions of set, I don't think of them being, like, ever potentially being anywhere but that Egyptian mm -hmm. temple. Like, I can't see them journeying too far out from there. Um. Whereas the ninja, I feel like, could go anywhere. Anywhere, yeah, yeah. So maybe we'll say that this fight does take place there. So the potential of the ninja being able to uh, find the pieces of scarab and pull this off, like, I think that is maybe on the table. Okay. Well, that, that does change things a bit. Uh, it does. And we also would have to assume that the, the ninja would know that it needs to do that. Right. Uh, and I think if it did know that it needed to do that, I think it would be able to. Uh, he's he is very sneaky. He's very good at hiding in the shadows. Uh, so I think he would be able to get to the pieces to do it. But, you know, if he had to actually fight them, I think he would be taken down. And that's kind of where I'm coming from it, too, is like it would be a struggle for him to first. Yeah, even come to that solution. But then also, yeah, like in the moments where you're cornered and you have to fight. Um, I think the edge clearly goes to the minions of set. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I think your initial reaction might have been the correct one. I think so. With, um, okay. I just think because they, they can't be defeated by normal means and he would have to have that information. This is true. I think they would take it. Again, this is where things are going to get tough because there's multiple <laughs> villains in here where they can't be defeated by normal means. So <laughs> yep. we're going to have to really start thinking about things. 
Um, okay, that's enough discussion, Brendan. Minions have set, moving on past the ninja. Yep, I would say so. Okay, I would say so as well. So minions have set, congratulations. You have won the first matchup. Second matchup we have is a uh, character we consider to be amongst the greatest of all time in Samurai Jack history. You know what? Actually, a matchup, this is a, there's a lot of different angles you could take with this one. Two of the great Samurai Jack characters of all time, both of them assassin robots in the service of Aku. We have the great season five character, Scaramouche. Oh, there he is. It's you, boy. Can you say that again? It's you, boy. My thing got unplugged, so I didn't hear that. (laughs) But I'm glad that I plugged it back in to (laughs) catch up with you. (laughs) Um. Yes, your boy back at it again against another one of our favorite boys, season four's dog-loving assassin, X-49. Ooh, two two very similar designed robot baddies. They look very similar, but they fight very differently. <clears throat> they do. This is an interesting matchup to me. Both of these characters, I feel like, when you initially meet them, I feel like they both have more potential as being like, oh, this could be one of the epic, mm-hmm. like, s- super tough to defeat villains that Jack has ever faced. And then I feel like both of them don't really live up to that potential. No, <laughs> no. like most of the villains in the show, I feel like. This is true. Most of them have to be dispatched within a <laughs> single episode. Um, but these two... Yeah, they're funny because most of the time we see them, we see Scaramouche in, you know, a handful of episodes, but in the majority of the X-49 episode, we kind of are like spending time with them doing like silly stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So these are two interesting dudes to pair against each other. I feel like if I'm looking at the two of these guys, I feel like Scaramouche is like the next logical step of what X-49 is. Yeah, yeah. He's like an advanced version of that same line of assassin robots and clearly has been installed with some sort of emotion chip that mm. is kind of the whole crux of the x-49 character yeah yep more advanced version uh, x-49 is a, a personality <laughs> prototype if you want to call be just being sammy davis jr being more advanced <laughs> i do i do <laughs> i think that's fair to say um so if we're yeah looking at the two of them and both of us already agreeing that Scaramouche is a more advanced version of X-49. I think maybe we've got to give him the edge here. I think so. And even just to get into like what the fight might be like a little bit, Scaramouche has the ability to just explode things using frequencies. He's got a magic flute. Uh, X-49 has a gun. But he's very good with it. He's good with it. But also, uh, we have seen Scaramouche survive as just a head. This is true. So it would take it would take a lot to take him down, I think. Like, I don't think with just a gun. I don't think it would happen. No, Scaramouche could just make rock monsters to fight him. It would. It, it wouldn't go very well for X forty nine. I don't think. And Scaramouche, I think, is dastardly enough where he could like threaten Lulu, sweet thing, mm-hmm. and that would be enough for X forty nine to lay down his guns. I think so. Probably, yeah. Yes, the pers the personality robots. I think the Scaramouche's personality wins out. And uh, wins the day for him in this round one matchup, which feels bad. You know, we've only got 16 people to talk about, and it feels bad to get rid of X-49 in the very first round. But yep, it's just the way the matchup works. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we we had to do it to him. 
uh, X49, you're gone. Congratulations, Scaramouche. You're on to the second round where I don't know things are going to go well for you based on what we've already <laughs> discussed here. Brendan, matchup number three. We have a season one favorite, you could maybe say. <laughs> uh, the Lava Monster from Jack and the Lava Monster. Okay, yep. Uh, going up against a team of formidable fighters that we were introduced to in season five and thought maybe they were going to be more formidable than they ended up being. Mm -hmm. uh, that would, of course, be the Daughters of Aku. Okay, yeah. Very bizarre matchup that this would ever take place. Yeah, well, I don't know why this would happen, but, well, unless uh, he, the Lava Monster somehow expanded his cave to reach their mountain. It beckoned them, yeah, to, yeah. Him, to him, which is almost kind of like a creepy thing. I don't know, I feel <laughs> a little weird about that one. We saw but, how he uh, looked at those Valkyries. <laughs> Yeah, we he had that sly little smile on his face. <laughs> so we know what he's really got on his mind. Um, again, maybe we'll say that, yeah, this fight takes place maybe like in his mountain in like that big lava stage yeah. at the end of that episode. Uh, so, Brendan, who do, you, who do you got? I would give this to the daughters of Aku. Um, I think they're very capable fighters. I don't think the heat would bother them that much, considering we learn that their black outfits are just burnt skin. Mm -hmm. uh, which they have to be doing multiple times throughout their life. So they're very Repeatedly. used to being burned. Um, and I think he's, he's kind of big and lumbering and they're very quick. And there's how many of them, like five of them, seven of them, a handful. Yeah. A lot. We should, we should know this. We I should. think there's seven. <laughs> I think there are. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know though. I only know the I one. <laughs> there's just the one that really matters. And there's the one who died and that's kind of interesting, but, um, <laughs> The rest of them, yeah, kind of forgettable. I think, I think you're right on the money. Their particular skill set is uh, tough for the lava monster to match. And also, if we think back to Jack's fight against the lava monster, like he didn't really have to do anything special to kill him. No, he just had to just to cut him the right way. Yeah, um, and I think that with with that many attackers coming at him that fast, I think it would happen pretty quickly. Yeah. I don't think he really would stand a chance in this fight really at all. This is <laughs> pretty open and shut. I think, for both I, of us I think here. so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the daughters of Aku did not survive as long as we thought they would in season five of Samurai Jack, but they are surviving past the first round of our tournament. So congratulations to them. Brendan, we're moving on here to another matchup of uh, one of yours and mine least favorite characters to ever appear on this show, but one of the most iconic characters to ever appear on this show. That would, of course, be season two's Merchant of Doom, I think he referred to himself as, <laughs> as at one point. Uh, of course, D-Mongo. Yeah, yeah. It took me a second to realize who you were talking about, but when I did, oh boy. It's our boy. <laughs> it's our boy. Uh He's finding himself in an odd situation where he has to square off against a group of bounty hunters uh, from the season four episode, The Princess and the Bounty Hunters. I think The Princess is also included in this matchup. So it's D-Mongo mm. up against The Princess and the Bounty Hunters. You've got The Gentleman. Yep. You've got Boris. Hmm. Um, the other ones. <laughs> 
Jujunga, I think, was one of them. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing a lot better of a job at remembering these than I thought I would. And then the cats were I and Am. Yep. And I think that's it. I think so. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> that's uh, what we're looking at. We have to determine before we can do this one, does Dumango have access to his uh, menagerie of, uh, like, fallen heroes? I think we got to say he does yeah i think because otherwise what is he and nothing he's <laughs> yeah well that's why it was <laughs> important a, to establish that because like if he doesn't then it's <laughs> over before it starts uh no i think we have to say that yes he does have them hmm that makes it kind of interesting it does because you almost think that like he could just simply overwhelm them by continuously yeah throwing out but Remembering back to that episode, like we were pretty impressed with these characters just in general, but there is no more prepared person on this planet for a a fight than Samurai Jack. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So I think just some random asshole that Demongo throws out of his dumb vest is like not going to have the same capabilities as Jack would have had in that that moment. Mm -hmm. Um. But again, there's he could just he could just sick so many of them on the bounty hunters. It's really hard to say. He could, but the bounty hunters too. Well, and I guess because I think you were saying that Dumango would have an edge here, uh, and I would also add to that that the bounty hunters uh, don't often work together. I think this the seed episode with them was the first time they were all like meeting. I think um, so as well. And they had a ton of time to plan, so I don't know if they would have that time to like set a trap for Dumango. Or if it would just be like, all right, go. Uh, That's true. And if they didn't have that time to like plan a, a thing together, I don't know that they would like make an effective team, really. Not that they made a very effective team when they did have the time to plan. Right. They they had to resort to trickery to even mm-hmm. attempt to take down Samurai Jack. And it took all of 60 seconds for him to <laughs> thwart their <laughs> trickery. Um. Yeah. I, I think Demongo would probably take this one. As much as it pains me to admit, Brendan, I think you might be right. This is another one of those villains. And again, we're going to keep doing this. It's another <laughs> one of those villains where it was a very specific way that Jack had to mm-hmm. defeat him to go inside of him Majin Buu style and free yep. his captives. Um, and I don't think the any of those bounty hunters would have come up with such a solution because they were all, yes, yeah, so married to their own ideas of like, oh, well, this is how I usually do this. I'll, I'll just throw my cape at him and cover <laughs> up his stupid vest and my superior cape will win us the day. You know, though, the, throwing a cape at Demongo might be more effective than <laughs> you might initially think. It would also be really funny. <laughs> So for enter- just sheer entertainment value, I really would like to see this fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think I know how it would go, though. I think I do as well. We're in agreement. Demongo, against all odds with the two <laughs> hosts of this podcast, is moving on to the next round. Congratulations. Like we said, we're, we're not out here to choose who our favorite villain is. We're, no. We're God, here to no. choose who the strongest villain is. Who's going to win? Yeah. yeah. They don't have to win our hearts. They just have to win our hypothetical fights that we're creating for them. <laughs> Our straw man arguments. <laughs> Congratulations, Demongo. You're advancing. The next matchup, Brendan, we have 
two sets of season three villains, uh, one of which I'm a big fan of, one of which I'm not a fan of at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have the Time Portal Guardian from Jack and the Traveling Creatures, Mm -hmm. a very strong fighter that for a long time you and me had considered to be unbeatable. Yeah. Turns out maybe not the case. (laughs) Yeah, not as unbeatable as we once thought. No, um, although we don't really know exactly how he got taken down, but we know that it can happen. Uh, he's going up against that classic duo that you you know and love. They might not always get along, but God damn it, when you put them together, they can get things done. <laughs> I love Brendan's him. already pumping his fist. He's literally <laughs> so excited about this. Yes, of course, I'm talking about Zeke. And Josephine Clench. Yep. The Clenches. The Clenches. <laughs> from Couple on a Train. Yep. I love the Clenches. <laughs> and I don't. I and know. that's where Brennan and I get along. You know, that's why that's kind of our dynamic Somewhere here on this in the podcast. Middle. <laughs> that's when we knew that, yeah, this thing was really clicking when we could each <laughs> feel so strongly in opposite directions about the fucking Clenches. <laughs> Brendan. Can we just, I mean, we'll talk about it, but you yeah. got to think oh, yeah. that the no, Time Portal Guardian's going to win this fight. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Easily. <laughs> I guess I just don't know what the clenches are capable of, because they really bungled, like, the one mission that they had. Yeah. Uh, like, trying to get Jack on that train. Kind of just guns. They've got guns, and that's also the Time Portal Guardian's shtick, uh, but he's got bigger guns. <laughs> That, you know, you're making a really great point here. Kind of part of the fun we had with Zeke Clench is like, oh, his stupid playing card (laughs) gauntlets give him a variety of weapons to choose from. But that is, yeah, literally like the Time Portal Guardian, but he does it so much better. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's, uh, more adept (laughs) with firearms. He's got everything, every weapon known to man from every time period throughout history. Yeah, he just pulls him out of his... interdimensional space on his belt and then even when he doesn't use his weapons he hulks out at the end of the episode and just pounds jack into dust yeah <laughs> yeah i think i think he would easily dispatch the uh the clenches it doesn't matter where this matchup takes place no either. no i think any <laughs> any arena I think we've got we've got our answer on this one pretty quickly yeah and i don't think the clenches uh, kind of like the bounty hunters i don't think they make a great team no, I mean, there was a time when <laughs> maybe things were a little different and, yeah, they could come together to solve some big issues together. But their own big issues, I think, is going to yeah impede their ability to fight here. They drew a pretty bad first round matchup, I must say. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, short end of the stick on that one. Or, yeah. Yeah. So I would say, unfortunately, they're out of the tournament. But for me, it's extremely fortunate. <laughs> Yeah, I'm all right with it. I I love these characters, but there's no way. (laughs) There's just simply no way. They're gone. The Time Portal Guardian, he's moving on to round two. Brendan, just a few matchups left. We have hmm, an an odd one. Uh, We have, I believe, a season two group of fighters. uh, The Imikondi Hunters. Okay. um, From... Jack versus the five hunters, but there was truly only four of them. We'll never, that will never sit right with us. (laughs) I think Um, they all come together to fight and hunt their prey, but you know who comes together really well is the bug monster known as Lazarus 92 
from season five's episode, uh, Jack. Oh, there were no official titles to those, but our unofficial title was like Jack and Ashi in the Dangerous, in the dangerous Desert. Dangerous Desert. Some, yeah, some stupid fucking name. <laughs> Just we'll say Lazarus 92, the big bug monster. Yeah, the slug guy. <clears throat> Mr. Slug. I think this is kind of an interesting matchup because he's like a, a, an interstellar uh, criminal. Like he's been captured. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, and they are interstellar bounty hunters. Right, so their whole thing is, yes, catching people. People just like him, yeah. Hmm. So do we think do we think they've got it in them? Because it, exactly like you said, you know, he was a criminal that was like captured on this prison ship. So like someone was able to capture Lazarus ninety two mm-hmm. and contain it, which is um, why without without killing it with that odd device that Jack and Austin yeah. use at the end of the episode. So somebody was able to do it. Because I'm thinking about it, and a lot of, like, the the Imakandis, is that what they are? Yes. Uh, a lot of their, like, techniques are, like, poison arrows and bolas and stuff. Like, I don't think those would work on a creature that is hundreds of slugs. We know that each individual slug, yeah, can be defeated, mm-hmm. like, individually, but there's, yes, just just so many of them. And yeah, you're right. Like poison means nothing. Yeah. And, and like, we don't see them really use like a net at any point, do we? I think a net might be effective if the. I think they have like an electrified net. Okay. That might, that might be effective against it. Um, and that is really all that that weapon is that they use at the end of that season five episode is like just a big electricity pod. Yeah. So I, I don't know. They're really, they're pretty good hunters. Brandon. They are very good hunters. Yeah. They, they beat Jack. They they did uh, end up on top in that episode, and he only got away because they let him. Exactly. Yeah. They they he had earned his freedom. Yeah. Um. Which I don't think is something that would happen with Lazarus ninety two. It's not really like a a sentient being capable of like reason and, mm-hmm. and honor. Um. So they wouldn't do that. And I think again for the purposes of this matchup, do you want to say like? this showdown just happens within the confines of that alien ship from that episode. Yeah, that, that's fine. I, I don't know that it really matters where it happens for either party. Sure. Um, unless we're going to say that the, the Imakande can find that <laughs> item that they need. Right. Uh, I think even uh, without that though, if, if the net was good enough to hold the, the slugs, I think they could do it. I'm kind of leaning in the same direction as here. Just knowing that, like I said, like knowing that someone before was capable of capturing and containing Lazarus mm-hmm. 92, like the whole point of the Imikandi is they are the world's gr- or the universe's greatest hunters. Yeah. And I think this is one hunt that like they could handle. I think so. It's it's their whole deal, really. <laughs> A 1v1 fight, like if they just all got cornered in one thing and had to fight it out. Mm. Like, I think maybe Lazarus 92 has the edge, but with, yeah, the way that we're approaching this, I think you and me have the right angle mm. on this particular matchup. I think so. You feel good about it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. This is kind of a tough one. You it, know, I could see this, this going is the way. This is the toughest one so far, for sure. I would say so. Yeah, I would definitely agree. But um, I think we are maybe making the right choice. I could see an argument either way, but for the purposes of moving on, 
Brendan, mm-hmm. we shall choose the Imakondi Hunters over Lazarus 92. I say let's do it. It is done. Just two matchups left to go in the first round. We have, okay, so this is the one that doesn't really belong to any specific season and kind of spans the okay. history of yep. Samurai Jack. You'll see them, you'll see them in many an episode. We're kind of just talking about like a big horde of Aku destroyer beetle drones, which I think is symbolic of Samurai Jack. That is, you know, the quintessential Samurai Jack fodder yeah. villain. Yep. I think apart from Aku, they're easily one of the most recognizable groups of Certainly. enemies. So you had to get him in here. Um, fighting off against another one of our personal favorites. Uh, we're just going to say like all of question mark the Critchelites. <laughs> I thought that's where you're going with that. From season one's episode, Jack, the Woolies and the Critchelites. Mm-hmm. Now, when we did this tournament before, Brendan, the Critchelites were a surprising upset in several <laughs> they rounds. They made it pretty far. Yeah. They made it to like the final four. <laughs> uh, extremely impressive showing from them this time. And this is interesting, yeah, because we've got a bunch of them versus a bunch of Beetle drones. Oh, man. I have to say, I got to I'm leaning beetle drones. I, I, I almost uh, am not because I hate the Critchelites, uh, but, but we because do. what we do. Let's be clear about that. <laughs> Make no mistake. But again, not our, this is not about our favorite. No, no, please. No, we never. <laughs> um, I just I we've seen the Critchelites enslave a, a, a race uh, and we've seen them like kind of fight Jack, but like. I don't know that we see a lot of their like fighting capabilities. It's mostly like their tools, like their 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 cattle prod kind of things, right? Do they have like yes. guns or anything? Nope, they've just got those things. Yeah, that are powered by the orb. The orb. Um, so, yeah, I don't. I don't think they would be able to hold off the the beetle drones. I. I guess I just don't know what powers that are specifically granted to them by the orb is the yeah. problem. Uh, How much does that really do for them? Is it just a power source? It also is the thing that's keeping the like the shackles on the, the woolies, right? That is exactly right. So do we think that this could also do this to a bunch of beetle drones? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, we don't, I don't know. I don't know. We don't know the mechanics of how that even really works. Like, how do you exactly. get those shackles on them? Do you have to have them submit first or could you just do it? I, yeah, I think the woolies were a docile species that maybe didn't realize the threat that faced them. And yeah, maybe gave in a little quicker than they needed to. And then were able to be easily enslaved. Um, the beetle drones are just mindless killers. Yeah, they, so, they won't stop. Uh, no, there are. They will climb over the bodies of, of their them. own fallen brethren yeah. to continue towards the mission. We've seen this before, and there are so many of them. You're, and I think right. last time we said it was probably a swarm like as big as the intro movie. Um, yeah, that I seems think, fair. I think that many against the Critchelites, who are also pretty numerous, but wimpy and small. I think they would just overwhelm them. I think so as well. Um, I, this is, yeah, a tough, if they're like meeting, I, I, I don't think that you and me can sit here and say like, well, yes, they're 
the beetle drones are enslaved. So like if if we're saying like, oh, yeah, well, they're able to easily enslave the beetle drones, then like the answer is the critolites. But mm. I think it all comes down to whether or not you think that the beetle drones, we think that the beetle drones are capable of becoming enslaved, which I think, yeah, maybe they strike a little too quick and too fast and like, yeah, just cold, I'm not even cold sure. blooded because I think I think most of like the enslavement of the woolies too was just that they they were abusing them they were able to keep them in line through threat of violence and i don't think right. that would be an effective motivator against nope. mindless robots no that those would be words falling on deaf metal plates yeah um so i i'm gonna have to give it to the robots which i do kind of feel bad about because like we said the the critolites made it very far last time they're more capable than I think we've ever given them credit yeah. for in our in our hypothetical scenarios that you and me are <laughs> creating. And they, they got a bad matchup this time, and I think they're going to stay in round one. Maybe not the Cinderella story that we thought they could have been. <laughs> uh, the Critchelites this time eliminated in the first round of the Samurai Jack villain tournament. Sorry, sort of sorry to see them go because we hate them, but it's it's the kind of villains that you love to hate. Yeah, yeah. So it's fun to have them around and see how far they can go. But this time, it's not going to be very far. Nope. Uh, goodbye, Critchelites. Hello, Aku Destroyer Beetle Drones into round two. Brendan, we have but one more matchup in round one. All right. Of course, that matchup is a group of deadly figures from a season two Samurai Jack episode. Uh, the Ultra Robots mm -hmm. from Jack versus the Ultra Robots capable foes. Yep, I would say so. I would say so, but they're up against one of the most capable foes that we've ever had. Uh, Brendan, they are going up against the season one characters, the three blind archers. Oh, Jack and the three blind archers, which, you know, we know that they were reverted back to their original form mm -hmm. and they appear again in a couple episodes and Season five. I don't think we're considering any of that. We're nope. thinking about those three blind archers the from three that one episode. Anubis looking yes. characters on the tower. Those guys up against the five. I six, think there's five of them. That group. I'm trying of to picture the, the baskets robots. sitting in the desert. I think um, there were five. There's one centered and then four around it. <laughs> yes, of course. We all know this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just picture it in your mind's eye. Brendan, who's going to win? Uh, uh, this is maybe another one where we have to determine where the fight the is. And I don't yep. think it can happen anywhere but that tower nope. where the archers are. I you think know? I think for, for the sake of this fight, they're on their tower and the ultra robots have been tasked with destroying them. Yes, I agree. Um, so what do we think? Uh, well, it kind of depends on whether or not their arrows can pierce the ultra robots. This is true. Because we know that Jack's sword alone wasn't able to to get through them, right? He had to use the robot arm and then have the power of God and anime on his side. But he also was able to, like, use their own weapons against them. That's true. Yep. So. So their weapons like, are good enough. Right. I don't know that there's a situation where, like, the blind archers are wielding the weapons of the ultra robots. No, I don't think so. I think they're going to stick um, to their weapon of choice. But that weapon of choice, I think is very clearly very powerful and comes in such a high velocity mm. and quantity that like, I, I personally believe 
that those arrows are capable of damaging the ultra robots. Yeah. In my mind, that feels right. I'm, I'm willing to give it that as well. Uh, in which case, I would probably give this to the archers because uh, the ultra robots are robots uh, and by nature make a lot of noise just by moving around. They're loud and clunky. Yeah, uh, they're fast, but it, I don't think that matters that much against the archers when they're firing so many arrows at a time. Yes, not fast enough. And certainly, you know, if this is one of those villains where the only way you can defeat them is to master the power of sound and yeah. like, hone in on senses or whatever. This is just, I think, looking at the entire list of characters, villains that we had in round one, before we even started this tournament, I was almost hoping we would draw the ninja versus the three blind archers because I that think could be the fun. ninja could do it. Yeah, the ninja might be able to. But that's not the way um, it that's not out. the matchup. No. <laughs> uh, OK, so do we think uh, I, I am willing to concede that a one of the blind archers could shoot like a missile out of the air or could shoot that sure. exploding rope out of the air? Do we think sure. they could shoot straight bullets out of the air? I think they probably uh, could. I think they probably could. Yeah, <laughs> I think they I think they could. I thought that would be a more difficult thing to <laughs> Settled, no. but as soon as the words came out of my mouth, I was like, "I'm seeing it happen. I'm <laughs> yeah. seeing like the slow motion ping in like yeah. the middle of the air. I'm I'm seeing this exact event uh, happen." In I, my mind. Yeah, I think the archers take this one. I think so too. And the ultra robots, such a good team. Their powers are fun. That they each have like their own thing that they do. Yeah, they yeah they do kind of have. They do also kind of fall in that category of they had to be defeated in a specific way. Mm. Like Jack had to. Not only have that giant robot arm, but then, yes, pray to his Japanese ancestors to empower his sword with, yes, God and anime on his side. <laughs> um, but I don't think that in this matchup there's really much they can do. No, I don't think so. Um, better luck next time. They gone. They gone. And with that, Brendan, we have completed the first round of the Samurai Jack tournament, which last time took much longer than like the 40-ish minutes. I think it took an hour through. and a half to get through round one. <laughs> 32 was so many. And we had some <laughs> real shitty ones in there because we were trying to pad out the list. <laughs> yeah. But now that, yes, we've watched all five seasons, it became much easier to pick people to compete in this tournament and then also trimming it down to 16. We had like a just... random villain from Jack in the, the smack bag. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I it's it's it, those episodes it's so hard to know like which one to pick. So with this, I we just didn't even worry about it. No, I think I think we've really uh we got to the 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 good stuff in this one. I think the Celtic master of the hunt from Jack and the Scotsman <laughs> two yep. was also and that was just nothing. That was just he was like not even a presence nope. in that episode hardly. So uh, that was a waste of time. <laughs> it was truly a waste of time because that episode does not exist. Nobody anymore. will ever hear it. <laughs> but with that, we will also, well, maybe we'll tell them after the tournament, but where we won't reveal who won that tournament just nope, yet. Nope. But we will in some time. Mm -hmm. Give it time. Uh, we still got to get through the rest of these matchups. Brandon, we're on to round two, the Elite Eight. Oh, yeah. Or maybe we'll call them the Evil Eight. Oh, that's that's pretty good. So what's the first round? The Samurai 16? Uh, sure. It's okay. Maybe Sinister 16? <laughs> I like the Sinister 16 better. Sinister 16. Okay. And for our, we'll for come our up with, Samurai Jack tournament of baddies. Uh, we're going to work on all these official titles. <laughs> Brendan, 
First matchup, round two. We have the minions of Set facing off <laughs> against the lovable doofus known as Scaramouche. Yeah. Um, there's just there's just no way. There's no way. The minions of Set take this one so easy. There's, there's just absolutely <laughs> no way. I love Scaramouche, you know, for for many reasons, babe. Um, but I just I like his fighting style, I think is really cool. Like, mm-hmm the flute that controls things. And, you know, if they want to fight like in that Egyptian temple, um, certainly there's lots of stones there that he could turn into gigantic golems to face off against the minions of set. Yeah. Um, but I think they're just too quick and too powerful. I think so. I, they cut through columns in the episode, don't they? They're like just slashing straight through stone columns. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're pretty (laughs) capable of just, Taking those golems down. Yeah, real quick. Just as they as they are. <laughs> so um I just don't I just don't see any way in which Scaramouche advances past this round. No, and their their regenerating abilities, like mm, he he might I don't think he would put up much of a fight even really. No, no. This would be over quickly. And also Scaramouche, I think definitely incapable of finding the solution of putting the pieces of the thing together. And then mm-hmm. even once he did and Ra came down from the heavens and saw this guy like, hey, hey, babe, won't you blast some with your lasers? <laughs> he would just not do it and would just leave. Yeah, Ra just wouldn't appreciate. Say, actually, you know what? Fuck this. And then <laughs> back up into the sky. Uh, Scaramouche, you have been defeated. We love you. We love you dearly. Mm-hmm. You're episodes i personally enjoyed way more than jack and the scarab oh yeah um but you just you got you got nothing here i'm sorry (laughs) no leg to stand on nope sometimes literally he has no legs to stand on when he's just ahead yeah yeah and he has to find new legs to stand on at one point he he was an octopus oh yeah at one point he had eight that's right (laughs) so he has had he has had many legs to stand (laughs) on but uh he does not have any this time but not in this fight he is gone. Minions have set onto the next round. Brendan, second matchup. We have the daughters of Aku facing off against the soul collector known as Demongo. <laughs> um, so if we looked hmm. at our first round matchup where it was Demongo versus the princess and the bounty hunters, mm-hmm. I think the daughters of Aku are much more formidable fighters than the princess and the bounty hunters and also don't have to resort to trickery and planning. They're just capable in fights. Yeah. Um, It's a little trickier though. I think it's actually, before we get to do it, I think it's interesting that uh, Demongo ended up against uh, multiple groups as a, as a summoner (laughs) class himself. (laughs) That, that is true, and I think it makes this whole thing, yeah, a little more fair for yeah. the people going up against Demongo. So I'm glad that did happen. Um, but that said, I think that the Daughters of Aku would probably be able to handle his hordes of bad guys that he's got trapped. Um, yes. I know that Jack defeated him by freeing all the bad guys, but I think he could have done it. By just fighting Demongo, couldn't he? There wasn't any reason he couldn't damage Demongo. He just couldn't get close because Demongo just kept throwing bad guys at him, right? 
Well, and the other problem was that the bad guys could regenerate. Yes. So even when he defeated them, he could just sick the exact same bad guys yeah. on Jack. So yeah, it wasn't it wasn't so much a thing where yeah, exactly like you just said that he couldn't literally hurt Demongo. We don't know if that was you know even really possible just because there was just so many people. Um, so do we think they could get the daughters of Aku could like actually get in some shots on Demongo himself? I think that they could. I think they could get close enough. I think they could get around his guys easily enough. Yes. To get like close enough to, to actually damage him. So I think they probably could. It's kind of tricky though. I don't know. Here's a fun question for you, Brendan. If we're thinking about the daughters of Aku, is Ashi included in this equation? I think so. I think so. I would count it as the daughters of Aku as they first appear. Right. To Jack. With Ashi in her original state. Yeah. All of them, all of them masked up still. Yes. Um, I think so. I think that's the way that's got to be. I think I'm leaning towards the daughters of Aku. I think so. I, I But I'm a little worried that this is a biased op- like answer. I think so, too, as part of the problem. I just hate Demongo so much. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it would be a, a tough fight for both sides. I think so, too. Do do we think that they could outlast long enough to get to Demongo? They don't really seem like they get tired. No, I don't think so. And I don't know that they would even care about the other things. Like, could they beat all of his things individually? Uh, or would they even try to? Would they just go straight for right. Demongo? I don't. Yeah, because part of the problem was, is, yeah, Jack. Jack had like a moral objection to mm. Demongo's enslavement of the souls of all these people he had encountered at some point yeah. in the past. And the daughters of Aku, yeah, would just walk right past that and just go like, okay, well, we'll defeat them in service of defeating you. Mm. Um, um, I yeah. think, I think they could take him out. Uh, it also might depend on the arena. Are we in the, the, the Canyon where Jack fights him? Or are we in the, the woods where they first appear or are we just in like a cage match kind of thing? This might, this one, I might want to do like a neutral. Yeah. Thing. I think a neutral thing might be best for this one. Uh, in which case, I don't know. This one's so tough. This is the toughest one so far. Ashi alone, after her transformation, was also able to defeat an entire army of Very goblin true. knights with just her bare hands. Very true. And you know what? I think that does it for me. I think I would give it to the, <laughs> the daughters of Aku. <laughs> she is a member of this thing. Uh, yeah. But now there are seven of her who most of them are probably capable of mostly the same thing. And I imagine most of them are yeah capable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, I would I would give it to the daughters of maybe Aku. that's enough. Maybe I that's, think enough. that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I kind of had forgotten about that. But now that you bring it up. Excellent point. <laughs> it almost doesn't feel fair to do that because like she wasn't really one of them at that point. But I, I but it's not I, like but, she became a more capable fighter after joining Jack's side. But perhaps she was when her burdens were lifted off of her from the responsibility <laughs> of she, her family. She and her let past. go of her hate and anger. <laughs> And it made her, yes, much more badass and just kind of stronger. Yeah, it could have um, actually even been the encounter with that creepy guy in the factory with all the, the beast the beast kids. When she got zapped and that kind of like unlocked her chakras yeah, and yeah. then she was ready to go. She, she went uh, ultra instinct on that guy. <laughs> she did go Super Saiyan level three for a moment there. <laughs> um, okay, Daughters of Aku. I think... 
I think we made enough solid points here where I think, that's, yeah. that's just got to be the way it is. And I would love nothing more than to get Dumongo out of this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The bias. I don't care if it's showing it's, there is, there is no other way. We tried to make uh, it hard before. We tried really hard not to be biased here, but. I can see, you know, the other side of this, but I don't want to spend any more time talking about Demongo. So you're out of here. Yep. Get out. <laughs> be gone, Demongo, Daughters of Aku, moving on to the next round. Brendan, matchup number three of four here in the Evil Eight. Uh, that doesn't really roll off the tongue. <laughs> uh, we have the Time Portal Guardian going up against the Imakandi Hunters. Oh, another tough one. And a weird scenario. Yeah. There's no scenario in which I can imagine the time portal guardian needing to be hunted. No, he, he's, he's always there. You don't need. He's to, just there. You, you don't need to go find him. <laughs> he's not going anywhere and he's not hiding from anyone. No, I don't think he would. I don't think he would try. No, he's no, he he's not afraid to face any fight head on. No. Um, do you think he could face this fight head on and survive? So now I'm almost going backwards on the argument that I had from the first round, whereas like Lazarus 92 against Imikondi, I very much did consider that a hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, I think in our first round that if they, if it wasn't really like a hunt scenario and they were just kind of fighting each other one-on-one, I thought that perhaps Lazarus 92 would be capable of winning that mm-hmm. f- individual fight. And what we've just said here is, is that, this almost seems like just a one-on-one fight or one-on-four fight or whatever you want <laughs> one to call on it. One-on-four or, or one-on-five <laughs> fight. It, you know, it doesn't really matter. There's a lot of math you could do. Um, but if that's if that's the scenario that we want to imagine, and you can argue against me, mm-hmm. um, I got to go with my boy, the Time Portal Guardian. No, I think that's fair. I think <coughs> excuse me. I think um, they would they would have their tricks. They would have their poison arrows and stuff, but He's he's just so capable. I am assuming that he took down all those robots in the, the around the time portal. I think you have to assume that, yeah. Yeah, so I think I think he would he would hold out against the the Imakandi. He's got a he's got a job to do and goddamn it he's going to do it. <laughs> it's just a waste of time like please, yeah. I've got responsibilities and you're taking yeah. up hours of my day. <laughs> I think I think it would be another fight that goes on Longer than some of the other ones, but I think he would come out on top. I think so, too. He's just not going to run. He's not going to try no. to run. That's not his personality. He won't He won't play their game. No, exactly. And that's, I think, the Imikondi need someone to play their game and honestly wouldn't even be interested. They might not even be interested in this fight because they love the hunt. Yeah. So They're not in it if, for a fight. No, if, if he says, I just want to fight you, they might just not. Yeah, just might not do it. So <laughs> it's leave. almost yeah. it's almost like a forfeit. Yeah, yeah. Do we want to call uh, it that? We want to call it a forfeit? Imikandi will forfeit this fight. <laughs> oh, man, the fan fiction we're coming up with here is delicious. Uh, Imikandi forfeit this fight. For some reason, they made it past round one, but then had to withdraw in round two. And they'll be heading back to their weird grass planet somewhere yeah. on the other side of the universe that Aku beams himself to. <laughs> uh, but yes, the time portal guardian, I guess by default is now winning that matchup. He's moving on to round three. I think, I think I'm feeling good about that. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> it's our first ever forfeit, but 
<laughs> hey, you know, sometimes you just you got other stuff going on in life. You don't have time for <laughs> their, their planet games. needs them. Hey, I, I have to go now. <laughs> uh, and go they will. Time Portal Guardian moving on to the next round. Brendan, the last matchup in round two. It is, I think, one that we can settle pretty quickly. It is the three blind archers versus the Aku Destroyer Beetle Drones. Oh, yeah, the archers. The archers take it, for sure. Do you want to just, like, not spend a lot of time talking about <laughs> yeah, this one? Yeah, we don't have to spend a lot of time. No, uh, I assume they've got infinite arrows. Uh, they're we've, they're taking it down. <laughs> we've kind of seen this, like, in that episode where just a shitload of villains showed up at yeah. the f- start of that episode, and they took them down very easily. Yeah. Um, this is, I there's, yeah, just not very much to say. Nope. Uh, it's pretty pretty open and shut on this one. The three blind archers, not villains capable of being overwhelmed by sheer volume. And that's really all <laughs> the Aku Destroyer Beetle Drones have going for them. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Talk about this one no more, we shall. I said that in a weird way. Uh, the three <laughs> blind archers are moving on to the next round, which means, Brendan, we are moving on to the semifinals of this tournament which we can call maybe like the the fearsome four that's exactly what i was thinking so i think we should go with it it's really no other way to tackle that no the ferocious four yeah ferocious (laughs) it was also the next word out of my mouth but that one not as good fearsome fearsome yeah fearsome or fierce either way i think fearsome i like the i like the two syllable action we got going on there brendan the fearsome four i'm gonna present it to you in the first of two matchups we have the minions of Set from Jack and the Scarab going up against the daughters of Aku from season five of Samurai Jack. Uh, hmm, I think this is where the daughters of Aku leave the road. Um, this I, is the final stop for them. I think. I think this is as far as they're going. Uh, they're very capable fighters. They would not ever know to do the thing. Um. And the the minions of set just regenerate and come at you hard and fast. So I think they would take this one. And we do know, yes, that the daughters of Aku are able to be killed. Yeah, like we, they are mortal. We've seen them die in some of them in particularly gruesome fashion mm-hmm. by the hand of our boy, the samurai prince, uh, with no known name. No. Uh, <laughs> You could refer to him in a much simpler way, but I won't. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I agree here. Like, even though it's a smaller number of fighters in only three minions of set than like the hordes of Demongo souls that we just talked about in the last round, um, I think it is like the regenerating factor. Um, they would just keep keep coming after them. Yeah. And, <clears throat> they don't yeah, they I, don't even hardly flinch uh when Jack attacks them, so they, they they wouldn't be able to like hold them off in any way that really matters for much. And just like you said as well, like the um ability to summon raw, like the <laughs> the answer that there is, I I just don't think that no, they've I don't think got so. it in them. I don't think they learned how to read hieroglyphics while they were in the cave, although I don't know. We don't really know. I don't know what if they learned they how to read anything. Do we know if Ashi knows how to read? I would assume that she doesn't. Do um, we ever see her read? I don't 
think so. Because hmm. she's not paying attention while Jack is watching the video. There's nothing to read in the video anyway. Nope. Um, no, I don't. I, I would assume that Ashi can't read. I don't think Ashi knows how to read. No, I don't think so. I would also assume that Jack doesn't know how to read most languages other than Japanese. Oh, no, he does. We see him. No, Jack learning. is Jack a very worldly yes, man yes, yes, who yes. probably knows how to read. We actually every see him learning how to read. So never mind. We, uh, we see him learning how to read hieroglyphics specifically. Specifically, Yeah. All right. So never in mind. A, forget that. <laughs> in a scene that we mocked at the time saying what. <laughs> In what scenario will this skill ever be useful Little for Samurai Jack? Know. And then they made a whole episode where they like justified that. I wonder if they planned that at the beginning. They're like, oh, fuck. Or maybe, yeah, they were just getting cooked on Twitter, <laughs> like Twitter in 2001. Yeah. Also not a thing. Getting cooked on NeoGAF or whatever the fuck. <laughs> on LiveJournal. Geo, GeoCities. <laughs> uh, fucking put in a hieroglyphic scene in here. What was the point of that? Gendy Tartakovsky. And he said, I'll, I'll show him. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I don't think Ashi can read. And I don't think nope. the daughters of Aku <laughs> can beat the minions of set. <laughs> Stay in school, kids. <laughs> the minions of set probably also don't know how to read, but they can do what they do very well. They, they don't need to read. They don't need to read. They just need to kill. Kill they will. (laughs) Moving on to the finals. Congratulations, minions of set. You have defeated the daughters of Aku. Brendan, but one matchup to go before we have our championship set. Are you excited? I am excited. I'm also excited. We have the Time Portal Guardian Mm -hmm. going up against the three blind archers. Yep. And... Not again, not to get too much into what happened in our last tournament, but I think we literally had this exact same matchup in the semifinals of our last I tournament. I believe so. Uh, I don't remember who we gave it to. I don't remember either. So and that's this good. Is, that is a good thing. Yeah, we can't just say, oh, well, we did that last time. Uh, that's, that, you know, it's good for our podcast too. <clears throat> I think the archers would take this one. This is a weird one because we've already said that neither of these particular villains would leave. Mm -hmm. It feels weird calling the time portal guardian a villain. He's more of a frenemy. Yeah. (laughs) Just doing his job. Yeah. He was just following orders. (laughs) Um, It's kind of hard to think of either of them leaving their post to fight the others, but if one of them had to, would it be the Time Portal Guardian? I just, I don't know. Maybe this is one where we can't they're worry both, about They're that. both guarding portals, aren't they? They are kind of both doing that. Well, the, the archers are guarding like a well. Yeah. Let's just say, let's forget that the Time Portal exists mm-hmm. or this magical well exists. Let's, okay, I'm crafting all of this right now. Let's put them in like a big ass battlefield where there is a tower in the middle of mm-hmm. it with nothing special on top of the tower that needs to be guarded. Nope. Just a white and void with a tower on it. <laughs> the time portal guardians understudy is like watching the time portal. He's going to be fine. He'll just call, like give him a text if he needs him to come fix something for him. Um, Forget about any of the responsibilities mm-hmm. of either of these 
these fighters. So we're just kind of sticking these two against each other on a neutral field with, yes, the archers maybe having like an elevated platform. Mm -hmm. And in this scenario, you're leaning towards the archers? I think so, yeah. Uh, He's got some heavy guns, but we did decide that they can shoot anything out of the air. Including bullets, we had a lot of fun thinking about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was important to establish that, and it's come up already. <laughs> um, I, I, I do think they take it as much as I. Then, yeah, as much as I love the Time Portal Guardian, I think he's very capable. I don't know right. that he's going to get close enough or get any shots through that mean anything. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at as well. He's got. He's got the ability, he's got the weapons, but yeah, they they could shut those down pretty quickly. Yeah. Um man, but it feels so bad to like write off the time portal guardian so easily. Yeah, yeah. It does. That's our that's one of our boys, but I yeah, I don't know. I don't know what case there is to be made for the time portal <laughs> we're try, guardian. I think we're both trying. Yeah. I think we're both really trying. <laughs> I don't I don't think there's much of a, a case to be made here. Do we think that he's capable of like being really quiet and like running up and sneaking up into the tower in the way that Jack was able to do? Like if we want to just swap out Jack for the Time Portal Guardian, which maybe we should do for the entire series if we wanted to see the Time Portal Guardian as the star of Samurai Jack, that could be a fun show. That could be fun. Yeah. Um but if we just want to, yes. Do we think cut he's capable and paste him? into that scenario do we think he could do kind of like what jack did i don't know i don't think so he's kind of a bombastic he, dude yeah he's he's loud by nature i think he might be able to get to the tower i don't know that he'd be able to climb the tower right quietly he uh, does have like a cool confidence about him though he does, but he also yeah. kind of likes to hear himself talk he, do, you know, he really does my, yeah there's only one man and that man you're not my man uh, and he talks to himself when Jack is knocked out. He does. That. He <laughs> might have been talking to that pterodactyl thing. Oh, he could. They probably hang out a lot. You know, eat lunch together. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I, I can't. I got nothing to save the guardian in this one. That's the sad thing. Is I I would like to be able to come up with something for him because I yeah. love him so much. Uh, but I've got. I just. I've got nothing. Nope. Uh, it pains me to do this, Brendan, but. I am eliminating the Time Portal Guardian from this tournament in favor of the three blind archers. If we can at least feel good about the fact that, like, it's the three blind archers we're talking about here. It's not like he lost to the Critchelites or something stupid. No, definitely not. Uh, And that's the problem with with things like this. Now we've cut it down to, in the, the semifinal round... Four very capable, very enjoyable. The fearsome, the fearsome four, by the, the way. Fearsome four. Them. Yes, the fearsome four. Uh, very capable, very enjoyable uh, characters from the show. Uh, but there can only be one. We're killing our darlings. Yep. And I hate to do it, uh, but we've killed them all, except for two. Except for two. Or six, actually, <laughs> if you want to look at it. Uh, Brendan, it is the championship round. Do we want to come up with like a. A pun that um, it's kind of hard to mm, champion. Uh, I, I, tr- I got nothing. <laughs> Maybe we'll come up with it and post it in like our show notes. Yeah, later on. we'll edit it in post right here. 
right here. <laughs> Both pausing for something that I don't think is going to happen. No. Uh, it's okay. Brendan, it's the championship round. We've come all this way. It's time to settle this once and for all. Who is the greatest Samurai Jack villain in the history of all five seasons, all 62 episodes of the show? In one corner, we have the Egyptian demons from hell, the servants of a otherworldly trickster god who are awoken to wreak havoc on this land. We are, of course, referring to the minions of Set from the season three episode, Jack and the Scarab. That's your first opponent in the final round. In the other corner, you have the uh, also vaguely Egyptian characters, I think, kind of. Although when we see them later on, I feel like they kind of ditched like their Egyptian beard things, didn't they? Did they? I don't I don't actually remember. I don't recall either. They had like a weird Egyptian thing going on in They're this they're episode. they're kind of weird looking gingerbread people. <laughs> Just I we prefer them in this form <laughs> yeah. that we're discussing them now. Um but yes, the guardians of a mystical power with uh maybe un seen circumstances to those who would try to use it uh, capable of destroying entire armies in mere seconds just through the sheer volume of their ferocious attacks. Uh, We are discussing one of the very first great sets of villains and from one of the first truly great episodes of Samurai Jack, uh, the three blind archers from the season one episode Jack and the Three Blind Archers. That is your other opponent in the final round of this, the Samurai Jack Villain Tournament. I've said so many words, Brendan. I'm trying to raise the hype level. Is it working for you? Is your blood boiling? Are you ready to go? I'm ready. (laughs) Brendan, before we even do that, uh, this is where (laughs) I will mention... I'm pretty sure this was the exact same finals matchup that we had last time. I think so. I think we knew this would happen, though. (laughs) We went into this thinking, like, well, it doesn't have to be this way, you know? Now that we've seen everyone, we've had a little time to focus on this. Like, maybe things will shake out differently. But even through all the matchups that we've talked about, I'm not upset that this is how it went. (laughs) No, it's got to come down to this. They are both groups uh, are practically undefeatable. Uh, One of them, though... Has to be defeated. Has to be defeated. <laughs> and I, who shall it be? I think I know who it is. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about this here, Brendan. Um, we gotta somehow give the blind archers like a higher ground situation again. Yeah. So let's stick this fight again in some kind of neutral area, but they're on some sort of raised platform. Mm-hmm. You've got the minions of set. Kind of mindless beings uh, capable of, you know, just wanton destruction uh, on a fierce path of bloodshed, not really after anything but to destroy and dominate the world at the call of their master, um, but also capable of regenerating. So now I'm having to go back on everything I just said, because like we have to have some scenario where the three blind archers at least have a chance to like put the scarab together. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't think it matters though. I don't think they would. I don't think they would leave. I don't think so either. Their tower. <laughs> I don't think they ever would. 
Um, I think, I think perhaps because they're also kind of mindless villains in this mm. like brainwashed, captured state that they're in. Yeah. Um, where I don't think, yes, they're capable of more than just like more than just firing a shitload of arrows. Yep. And I think that their kind of lizard brains that they have would just tell them, like, if I keep firing arrows, the enemy will die. Yeah, and we know that they won't. These ones just can't. Yeah. (laughs) You can take some chunks out of them, Mm. but those chunks will reform themselves and just keep keep on going. They'll just keep moving. They'll just walk through it. Yeah. So, I mean, with that said, do we think that we're leaning in a direction here? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I think I I just don't I don't think there's anything to be done about the minions of set without Ra on your side. It's kind of and it it is almost like enough for me to not want them in this tournament at all. Yeah. If that's the only thing that you can do. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about that. I think I think we briefly thought about that last time and maybe should have considered it more. Maybe we should have maybe, uh, maybe made things a little more interesting or here. or given it the 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 conceit that you don't need to do the special thing to kill the, them like anyone could do. Like well, you do the injustice thing like the, the DC fighting game where you, you can justify putting people up against Superman because they're all on these right. drugs that to. make them capable of fighting him. So maybe we can, maybe maybe let's do that. Like maybe let's think. Okay, well maybe that's maybe that's not the only way. Maybe. Well, but what does that can, mean for our previous rounds? Yeah, I know that's true. We we've already committed to they have to do the thing. Yeah, that would kind of undo a lot of what we've talked about here. Uh shit. <laughs> I didn't want it. I didn't really want it to go this way. Uh, I I had a feeling that it would. <laughs> maybe I just all right. Th- Here's what we do. We, we we give it to the menu you set and we do a quick lightning round run through of their <laughs> of their matchups and anything that would be affected by that. <laughs> you mean anything that would be affected by that if we say that they can be defeated without the power of yeah. raw? Okay. Let's do that. Their first matchup was the ninja against the minions of set. I'm still leaning towards the minions of I'm set. I'm still leaning towards the minions, yeah. Second matchup, Scaramouche against the minions of Set. I think still the minions. <laughs> we're still leaning towards the minions of Set. The third round is where things maybe get a little interesting, where it's the minions of Set against the daughters of Aku. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this, I guess, yeah, this is the one that that would really be affected by it. Um, do we think? Do we think that the, the daughters of Aku could beat the minions of Set as a group? Mm. The minions it, of Set are so. What do they have going? They're fast. They're strong. In this they're case, fast. they don't regenerate. So they're fast and strong and relentless. Mm. This is true. I, I think the thing about the Daughters of Aku is that uh, once – I think they are extremely capable fighters and I feel good about them having made it as far as they did in this tournament. Um, I think once Jack was like unburdened from his th- belief that – you know, he cannot kill another living human being. Mm-hmm. And like, there's not something wrong with that when you're just kind of upholding your principles, you know, all that bullshit that we talked about at the time. Once Jack was unburdened from that, it wasn't an easy fight. 
but he did take them all down. He did. A lot of that, though, revolved around uh, hiding. Like he, he some trickery. He he sprung out of the ground and speared one. Uh, one of them he threw a knife at and just killed her. So I think that one was sure. just a straight up fair fight. Uh, then he did some like stuff with the snow where he was like hiding in in the right. The blinding fight. It's a great fight. Yeah. Um, but you are right. The, he did. He the, did dispatch them all. The minions of said are able to like climb on the ceiling and shit. I think they do. <laughs> it's in true. That episode yeah. a couple times. It's true. So, so maybe the minions uh, can, would still take it. That would be really close. That would be a really close call. Mm-hmm. I think they'd have a. I think the Dadazaki would do a lot better than they would have. But I think yeah. I think maybe the the minions would still take it. I think you're probably right about that. And so then we get to the final round. Okay. So now we're back. The, <laughs> now we're back here. Welcome back, everybody. You've rejoined us here in the future. Um, it, the so now we're talking about if they don't have like a regenerating factor where yeah. nothing can like really hurt them that bad, then I think you have to look at the sheer volume of attacks that the blind archers mm-hmm. can do. Yep. And I don't think that the minions of set would try to like re- resort to trickery or nope. like guard themselves particularly well against the oncoming. No, arrows. I think they would run in headlong into the fight and just get <laughs> obliterated. <laughs> I think so as well, like just be absolutely carved through by volleys of arrows. So in that scenario, you can look at it and say, okay, well, maybe the three blind archers would be the victor here. Yep. But Brendan, I think everything we just did is kind of bullshit. Uh, Yeah, we've rewritten the rules of these characters. (laughs) We've completely rewritten the characters. Part of the minions of sets imposing abilities, their powers that make them such a threatening character in the world of Samurai Jack is this regenerating factor. Yeah. So was it fun to kind of just did what we did? Yeah, I think it was kind of fun, yeah. even though some of those were <laughs> still still really easy to... Even though nothing changed except this final round. <laughs> except for this final round. Uh, Brandon, I don't think... I just... I don't think we can... I don't think we can do that. That's taking too much that. away. No, I, I think... I think the minions of set have to win. If... If we had had that rule... The archers would take it, but we didn't, and we I shouldn't. Maybe we just, maybe we should just not have. But then, when you don't include them in this tournament, that feels like so unfair because they are, they won, they won it twice. They won, you know, it, they twice. won it twice. <laughs> yeah, and it's not their. It's not like they're like famous recurring characters. Like we didn't include the Scotsman yeah. or whatever. Um, they're enemies that appear in one thing and their whole thing is like, oh, this is a scary enemy that Jack has to defeat, which I think is the spirit of like the list that we're looking at here. Um, so I, I don't know. I would have felt pretty sad if we didn't include them in the tournament, but I think you have to, but they they are just such powerhouse characters. They're so unbeatable. It kind of, they just steamroll. We could, we could make the bracket and put them in the first spot and work backwards from there. Like Brendan, (sighs) All right. I it's like on one hand I feel bad about it but on the other hand I don't cuz it just when you look at the history of these villains these really were like some of the most powerful even in the episode I'm pretty sure Jack remarks that like these are the most powerful villains yeah, I have ever faced. He does. <laughs> Which is something he did like 3 or 4 He does it a few times. Even did it with the daughters of Aku I think in season 5 so yep. like still in his later years he was Still on about that kind of thing. Yeah. Maybe he'd, well, oh yeah. So what does that mean? Is he just like one of those people where like, they just say everything's their favorite all the time? I know a guy 
who every single movie he would go to, he would then post on Facebook after he got home. That was the the best movie I've ever seen. And he would do it after literally every movie, it's even a, like a recency bias. <laughs> yeah, I think the last Airbender is one of the movies oh that my he God. claimed was one of his favorite movies he had ever seen. Um, but yeah, Jack maybe forgetting about the minions of set <laughs> and ha- just how powerful they were. Brendan, we're in agreement that the minions of set powerful enough to take the top spot and claim the title of the ultimate samurai Jack villain. We feel we feel like we've done the right thing here. I think so, yeah. Okay. Let's pencil that in. Congratulations for a second time because this is exactly what happened in our last tournament in the exact <laughs> same finals matchup. Yep. Congratulations to the minions of set just barely squeaking out a victory over the three blind <laughs> archers. And we had to try to even come up with some bullshit workarounds <laughs> to try to get the three blind archers to even have a way to compete. Uh but we can't we can't do that. We got to be true mm-hmm. to the to the characters here. Uh, so Brendan, we 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 both extend our congratulations to the minions of set. Well done. Yeah, good job. <laughs> well played. Do you have a particular favorite minion of set? Uh, yeah, the one on the right. <laughs> there was one with like a sickle, and then one with like two spears or like two. Clubs. Oh, I actually, do, I don't remember them having weapons at all. <laughs> I would. They have, did have weapons. Uh, I would have said I, they used claws. <laughs> I think they at other times also used claws. I. This is the thing: is like, I didn't like that episode <laughs> no, hardly at all. No. Uh, unremarkable in many ways, but it's just funny that from that episode birthed like <laughs> the strongest set of villains. <laughs> that's ever been on the show yeah they're undefeated undefeatable except by the power of god sometimes that's you know just the way the cookie crumbles looking at like even the other semifinals, like the time portal guardian we loved that episode yep three blind archers we loved that episode yep daughters of aku we were pretty into the episodes that they were in yep but minions of set a a diamond in the rough Yeah, yeah. Not the best episode, but definitely the strongest villains. Brenda, do you want to do a quick lightning round third third place matchup between the Daughters of Aku versus the Time Portal Guardian? Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, Mm. hmm. Where are you leaning? What's your What's your gut say? Well, the Time Portal Guardian. I want it to be the Daughters of Aku, but I think the Time Portal Guardian would have this one. I don't think that they could stand against his guns. (laughs) <laughs> he's just got so many. He can of just them. shoot them. Like, he shoots. He shoots all those guns. <laughs> yeah, he's just got a lot of guns. <laughs> <laughs> the daughters of Aku are fun because they've got a bunch of different weapons that yeah. they use as well. But um, they don't have guns. No, they're very fast. They they can dodge around, and maybe it would take him. It would be hard for him to shoot them. But I think he's good with those guns. Like Jack tried <laughs> to shoot them, but he just kind of he angrily just fired blindly into the woods. Yeah. If Jack can kill all of them. On his own with wooden spears. Yeah. Then, yes, the Time Portal Guardian, a, who is capable of defeating Jack himself. Yeah. I think he's got it. So third place, congratulations. We didn't really need to do that, but it was fun. Just for fun. Yeah. <laughs> Just for funsies. Brendan, we've done the entire thing. We've really, I don't know, the villains on Samurai Jack, um, I think obviously 
you know, Aku, one of the really just the mainstays of animation and like cartoons from our childhood, but also someone who has really stood the test of time as one of the great like animated villains of all time. Mm -hmm. Um, But then looking at like a bunch of the other ones that are in this list and even some of the ones that weren't in this list, Samurai Jack, such a fun show for like monster of the week almost kind of thing, you know? Yep. I would agree. Yeah. Lots of great foes that stood in Jack's way uh, over time, but none greater than the minions have set the victor of this tournament. Brendan, we've reached the end of this bonus episode, which means only one thing. You and me now must decide who is the best fighter out of the two of us. So I'm going to come over. <laughs> okay. And uh, we're going to duke it out. And I don't know which way I'm leaning. This could go either way. Yeah, I don't know. You're, on, you're on my turf. Oh, that's true. You know what? Meet me at like a basketball court. <laughs> oh, no, no. That, that's more your turf. <laughs> well, that's true. I've never uh, set foot I, on a basketball court. <laughs> I uh, do have mad hoop abilities. (laughs) I don't know what I'm trying to say, Brendan. uh, I guess people will know by uh, the next time one of our episodes comes out, um, only one of us will have survived that fight. So whoever is speaking to you next time, you'll know who won that fight. Yes. (laughs) One of us will see you then. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.